people who work in the medical field spend a lot of time in school. And as we know, school is not cheap these days. Colleges are gouging people. And if you want to work in the medical field, you've got double or triple the years that most regular students do. That means hefty, hefty student loans. Well, today we've got an incredible interview with Jeremiah. And Jeremiah talks to us about understanding and learning that his student loans were not the heavy burden that he thought they would be when him and his wife were trying to buy their first place. Oh, and by the way, uh, the wife made all the decisions. Play that music. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's uh, lunchtime for me and Jeremiah here. Uh, well, I don't know. He's in Texas, so he's taking a like two o'clock break. But it's noon. It's noon where I am, and I'm stoked to just uh, have this be my lunch fun. Jeremiah, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you doing, David? Thanks for having me, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. You know how much the uh, the people love this. So, um, all right, right away. I'm super excited to talk to you because we'll get into it a little bit later, but Jeremiah and his wife, both medical people. Um, so I'm sure they don't have any student loans. No, <laughs> college was cheap, right? So tell us your biggest takeaway, your biggest aha, biggest lesson learned. Give us, give us the good stuff. Sure. So, I mean, at first I had no idea on Ed's processes of how to buy a home being a first-time home buyer, didn't know anything of that. So the biggest lesson was just finding out the step-by-step in the process of how everything runs um, in buying a home. And that's where um, I was in my car and I was stumbling on um, Spotify. Since my Bluetooth was not working, I just wanted to listen to something. And I was like, "Ah, maybe um, I'll look for like how to buy a home. And suddenly you're podcast came up and there's a bunch of playlists and like, huh, I'll take a listen. One podcast became one, another, it led into another podcast and I listened to it pretty like religiously on my way to work, on the way back, when I'm at home cleaning or in the apartment doing something else. So the biggest takeaway for me is like, do not be afraid to jump into this in the position you're, you guys are in because it's definitely possible with a little bit of guidance and direction. I think the biggest part is people are scared because they don't know. And once they educate themselves, it's an easier process. I love that. That's precisely why the whole thing started in my living room. I was like, I think a lot more people could pull this off. They just need the, the roadmap. So, right. um, okay, I, I want to get into this because you're, uh, well, at least when we met, uh, it was March. And mm-hmm. do I have this right? It was March of this year? Uh, yes, it was March of this year. Okay. Correct. And you closed in May. Yeah, we closed in May. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So when, when you, <laughs> so <laughs> apparently you were ready, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it came faster than we expected. I did not had intentions of buying or closing that soon. But it happened, and I think it happened for a good reason. And, and you know, it's a blessing. You know, it's been an interesting ride for the last five, 
10 years um, where I, I really need to make sure that the people can trust and understand the situation because I tell my sister, I told my, you know, my friends, I tell mm-hmm. everybody the market's going up. So I'm not saying you need to buy a house tomorrow. That might not be the right thing for you. But if you're thinking about doing it soon, mm-hmm. then we got to pump this up. Yeah. Now, now, at one point, I was going through the notes. Now, did you end up buying land and building a home? Um, no, we we didn't buy land. We we found a so we went out with um, Debbie, uh, yep. one of your unicorn your, your uh, realtors, and she was great. She was fantastic. Uh, the first day that we looked, my wife found a house that she absolutely loved, and it was it was a model home, and people were looking at it and whatnot, and uh, she absolutely fell in love with it. And she says, "I think this is the one." Um, so my wife was there with me throughout, supporting me, and she kind of gave us that push, and you know, you know, happy, happy, uh, happy wife, happy life thing. So we we went with this house, and you know, we felt we fell in love with it. It's a it's a good amount of uh, square feet, but um, it was already there. And but to answer your question, no, we didn't buy a land. It was just a model home that was already made, a new build. A new build, yeah. Well, I saw that, and it was uh, I saw the note from the unicorn Debbie. It was like they're looking at at potentially a build, and it's like ten months out. And then next thing you know, I get an email: they're under contract. So. <laughs> You know, if we want something, if you really put your mind so the, I mean, if you really want something, then we're gonna we're gonna get. It. That's how we are. We are, we are. If we want something, we're gonna get it. We're not gonna hold back on it. So, so talk to me about the whole. You know, I, I, I'm checking my notes again. Let me get this right. You're, you're a physician's assistant, correct? Correct. Yeah. And your wife is a nurse. She's a nurse. Yeah. And so you guys have student loans. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> How was how was that discussion and that as part of your process? Um, so, student loans are to me are always going to be there, um, and it's just mad, uh, imagine of how you view student loans. Thankfully, me and my wife have a good job that will earn us good um, income, stable income for the next year. So we know we can pay that loan off eventually. Um, Right now, there's no, there's still payment pause for the loans, um, so we haven't really started paying it yet. So our debt to income ratio really didn't affect the student loans didn't really affect our debt to income ratio at this time. Um, so we, yes, we were mindful and we had student loans, but we weren't afraid to also take that risk. And kind of we know, and we're kind of thankful that we have our jobs to kind of help us with that. So because um, I know at first when I um, didn't know about the podcast. I was scared to purchase a home because I already had loans um, from grad school and undergrad. But I, I was listening to your podcast and how it doesn't really affect how you know the interest rate and um, the mortgage and everything because of that. They they don't look at the student loans by themselves. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that that when they have a large student loan. Mm-hmm. that no one's going to give you another loan of that <clears throat> size or greater. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's different. If you, if you had, you know, if you have a giant car loan or a giant personal loan, usually the payments are a lot higher. Right. Um, student loans are going to give you a much 
much bigger break and spread it out, which then it all boils down to that monthly payment that you have to make. Absolutely. That's, I think that's something that people don't really know. And that's something that we should preach for and um, have an open discussion about. Cause I mean, that's a great thing for us. I love that because you guys were, you guys were renting and okay. Yeah. And so you had the option. Mm -hmm. Um, so you took into account the fact the student loan wasn't going to count against you and you could indeed get another loan this time Mm -hmm. for a home. Mm -hmm. Um, what was, what was your situation? Were you in a big increase from rent to purchase? Was it like a family decision that we're Mm going to do this? So we, me and my wife knew coming um, to this apartment, we've rented three times. We've lived in three different apartments in the past three years. We moved each year. And we knew this was the last apartment. We only had recently moved in in January. Um, the place was kind of small. It was better than all our apartments. It was still small. We wanted something big for our dogs. We wanted a backyard. Um, we wanted more privacy uh, as a married couple because we did get married in January as well. So we knew that this was the last time we were renting. And I, once I started listening to your podcast in February, the end of February, um, I, I had a kind of like epiphany or self-realization like, man, we are putting a lot of money away on rent and we are not building equity. We are giving money to someone else and we're paying rent instead of building our own f- you know, future. And that's something that I really put that, um, basically based that on my foundation through this process is we need to build for our future. We need to build more equity. We need to invest in our home. At least it's going somewhere to us instead of someone else. It's so, it's such an interesting piece because I feel like I'm, I'm giving people this, I'm, I'm harping on them. I'm like, come on, but hang on. This is good news. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's an, I'm glad that you phrased it as an epiphany because that's what I hope it is. I hope it's not just some old dude going, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> I like for you, I like for you guys to find it out on your own and, yeah. and realize that if there's a, if it's a higher monthly payment that, okay, well now it goes towards us and it's our, as I like to say, a lot, it's a forced savings account. Right. And exactly. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people in the medical field like to ask me about, I know you had your unicorn realtor that, uh, helped you through the process. Did you talk to the lender about the potential of a physician's loan or did that not even come up? Um, so they had already given us some sort of deal with, um, this house, like uh, maybe decreasing from the, the down payment and everything. And so they already had some of the, um, the discount taken away so I, we did ask, but it would interfere with the um, with the loan. We we wouldn't get a better loan if uh, they switched it. Yeah, a lot of times, especially with new builds, you can find lender incentives. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and as long as you've got you know a good realtor there that's double checking it for you, yeah. um, you know sometimes you can't beat it. Uh, right. And you know that that's what I, I try to tell people all the time. Yes, there are some first time home buyer initiatives and grants mm-hmm. and there are physicians loans and they have some places have what we call hometown heroes for cops and firemen and teachers. Mm-hmm. But if you can find a product that has a different incentive that doesn't have a fancy name, it doesn't mean that that incentive isn't better for you in the long right. run. Right. You know, 
What was the new build purchase process for you like? It sounds like wife walked in and looked at a model home and went, bing, and you were done. Yeah, they that was it. Um, we actually, what happened was on the day we went to look for houses, um, we had another home that we really liked, and it was about 20000 cheaper than the one we have right now. And... We didn't, it was the first, it was the first home we looked at, but she also really liked that house. So we had the back of her mind, yeah, let's go look at some other houses. But she had this one on, on the top of her list. Uh, after looking through several houses, we wanted to move forward with that first house we saw. But as soon as we were doing the signing, um, with a lender, um, someone had already came in that day before us or the person before us that day had already put in the down payment for, that house so it already got filled up quickly so we we couldn't get the house so my wife was pretty bummed about that because um we thought that was gonna be our home but then um one of the lenders uh agents showed us a different model home which was not in the picture at all and she showed us this one and it was way nicer my wife loved it loved the way it looked better than the first one and we went from there. You know, they they like to say it's meant to be. And uh, I tell people all the time when it comes to new homes and even with resale homes, mm-hmm. there, there's, but especially with new build homes, people will get excited. They'll put in deposits and they back out. Yeah. And like you said, the builders will also show the home. And because the builders know that they're going to show it to multiple people. So mm-hmm. you can't get too excited and you can't get too bummed out. Yeah. You know, because it, it can go either way. Either they'll show you a home that you love, and then the person that they had, they're, they're in their mind, you're the backup, but they're not telling you that. Yeah. You know, and then if you see something else and suddenly someone backs out, they're very excited to have you move in. Yeah. Um, what what kind of research did you guys do? I, I, I appreciate the fact that I was part of your your commute uh, and your cleaning schedule. What kind of uh, What kind of other research did you guys do before that um, because it sounds like you were pretty confident on the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about that. Sure. Um, to be honest, I the only thing I knew was like credit score. Everything else <laughs> I learned, like I said, I learned from your podcast. It was such a helpful um, podcast because I'm a visual learner. I'm also an auditory learner. So... I replay all these podcasts. Like you don't know how much, how many times I've played over and over your podcast. And I was like, I told my wife, I told my wife, Hey, you should listen to this. Uh, we should listen to this together. So, you know, we're, we're motivated to get a house this year. And she, uh, she started listening with me and we had, wait, she said problem. yes. Yeah. To, oh. to, to listen to the podcast with me, like I, on the car ride. Instead I, of I, sometimes I end up being one partner's friend only. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's yeah. like, bring me the cliff notes when it's done, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like forced it, not forced it, but like, uh, okay. I want, I wanted her to listen because I wanted us. We're in this together, so um, we really didn't have any knowledge on buying a home. Uh, I'm being straight up with you. Everything I learned was through your podcast. Oh man, and thank you. I, yeah, I, I took some notes actually. Um, once I was off, I took some notes on my computer. And I kind of laid it down for my wife of like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We already have this. We already have good credit score. So we don't really have to worry about that. But now we have to find someone who can help us 
And I took a shot at emailing you because I was like, huh, this guy's probably really busy with life. I didn't, I did not know or never know that you would reply so fast to my email. So for the listeners out there, David is really good with replying back to you, sending you good information. And you guys got to risk it for a biscuit, man. Like this guy helped me a lot and kind of led me to this direction of uh, where I am now. And we, we love it. We're happy. That's exciting. Well, it's it's been a really fun journey for me where I was just talking on a microphone, hoping somebody was listening. And now, you know, mm-hmm. as, as soon as dinner's done, the, the kids will look at me and go, you know, they're about to go up to their room and start their mm-hmm. homework. And they're like, back to your emails, dad. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it's great. I just sit and, and turn on whatever I'm binging and yeah. go through everybody. Uh, because I know, like, your unicorn, uh, I think I've met her in person two or three times this year. We've been, gone to conferences. Yeah, she told and, me about that. Yeah, we're high-fiving and we're talking about you. And it, it's so fun uh, to be able to to have this catalog for someone like you, who's, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a researcher. And I'm glad that it was able to, to push you along. Were there any other pieces you know, that, and, and again, I appreciate it. You're like the greatest commercial in the world for me. Everybody just listen to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, were there any other pieces with the new build process that, I mean, because you did come, you you told us you came into it with no idea. Was there stuff you were like, oh, this is how it works. Mm-hmm. Like, you did you buy a model model? Like one of the ones you got to walk through? Uh, no, we did not. Okay. You just said, you, you looked at a model and your wife said, I want that house. And then they built it for you someplace else. Oh, on no, no, sorry. I think I, I uh, misunderstood your question. Yeah. So, so we we looked at the model. Uh huh. And this is and it was the house that we're we're living in right now. So this was the model home. What, what you're seeing in the background here is the model home. And wow. Yeah. It was so usually, yeah. Usually the way it works is they'll have like if there's four different models, they'll have they'll take a fifth house and they'll put the office in it mm-hmm. at the new build place. And you go into the office and then you get to walk through those four homes. And when they're almost at the end, they'll sell those models, yeah. which are usually super tricked out because yeah. they want them to look with all the upgrades. Right. Yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah. So talk to us about the process. So you bought the model home. Was there anything that, that you had to fix or correct during the process? Um, so it was built in the late 2022. And I, I think, some people had already tried to buy the home, but they backed out. Like you know, people do back out. Yep. A lot. Um, the, there was a fr- there was a microwave and a dishwasher already included, so we didn't have to worry about that. The only thing we had to worry about was buying a refrigerator and a washing dryer. Everything else was pretty laid up for us. We had a really nice backyard. The process of like from putting in our um, down and closing is now everything came really fast at us. There was a lot of things in the background, but now we have to do an inspection, uh, uh, walk through blue tape. Yeah, speaking with our our mortgage, our lender, and trying to figure out which one would be best for us. And uh, I had to do some research on um, FHA versus conventional loan, and what you know, what's what would be the best for me and my wife. I did more YouTubing. I did more things like that. Yep, because I'm not a big YouTube guy, and um, Everyone nowadays just looks up stuff on the internet. Um, but yeah, that was a pretty new and 
a humbling process because I've learned a lot um, through it all. Because everything was new to me and everything was throwing, uh, coming fast at us because it happened in one or two months, less than maybe two months, one month. Um, but I work in, we work, I work specifically in the, in the ER. So high stress is kind of my baseline nowadays. So it's, it, we, we, we made it work. Yeah, you see, you work in an ER, but you went to grad school, and grad school didn't get thrown at you in like eight, nine days, like yeah. they do. <laughs> yeah. You you have to become a first time home buying expert in because those first 10, mm-hmm. 15 days, I tell people all the time if you take a year to get ready and then you come to me and we find you a unicorn, and the unicorn says, You're ready, like get ready because yeah. warp, warp speed's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's gonna go fast. Yeah. Um that <laughs> I, I love the fact that it, it ended up moving so quickly. Now you said you uh a lot of people will always ask me, well, I want to time it with my lease, but you were obviously in in J- January out in May. Do, yeah. What was so, the what was the reason behind that? So we had signed, I think, a four maybe a sixteen month contract, and we were only what four or five months, three months in, right? Three months in when you had to make the decision, man. Yeah. I calculated like how much we would be spending. We'd be paying rent. We paid rent for maybe a thousand seven hundred. So mm-hmm. I calculated I calculated that and whatever the rem- remainder was left of that contract. And it was basically the cost of our closing. I'm like, man, we we're wasting that much. Um, I'm I don't wanna I don't wanna do it. So I went to our apartment um, manager and asked about their termination fees. Luckily, they were okay with early termination. We just had to pay a fee up front. So that wasn't really, a, we were happy to pay a fee up front. So, so it was just a, it was just a, 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 a single fee um, one yeah. time. You didn't have to pay the, the 12 months full rent. No, no, no. Yeah. So we were lucky with that. Thankfully, um, we didn't have to do that. Or thankfully, it was just a one-time fee. Yeah. And I keep telling people all the time, you know, the way things are going in the market right now, even though you were in for just a few months, I'm sure they were like, okay, pay the fee. And then they probably up the rent when you got out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm sure that more people wanting to rent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> I know. I was just reading an article this morning that the, the baby boomers are um, the, the biggest part of the home buyers right now mm-hmm. uh, because they have all their equity. And they're selling their house and they're coming in. And last year, our first-time home buyers were down to 26%, which is pretty low. It's usually yeah. about 34%. So, uh, you know, you you have to come in with all your ducks in a row and, and be ready to fight the battle. And being able to do that math and figure out, you know, <clears throat> well, I guess once you had your epiphany, 700, 1700 a month for 12 months doesn't sound like what you're looking to do. Yeah, exactly. No, not wasting our money and putting in something else like that was a big thing for us. We rented for three years. Yeah. We knew this one was going to be our last. Why, why do we have to finish this full contract? Why can't we just do it right now? So, um, well, you beat me. Uh, I, I was, uh, in the nineties, I was in four apartments over 10 years before uh, I had my epiphany and I didn't, I just moved home and then I got into real estate and went, Oh, Okay. <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> um, how are the dogs enjoying the yard? That's the big question. Uh, they're not. I think they ran out during 
middle oh. age. Um, they they love it. They it makes me and my wife so much uh, so happy to see them chasing around, uh, chasing each other around, oh. because that's what we envision our future and our family to look like. We have a backyard or dogs to run, so it made us really happy. That gave us really much joy, and I feel like the dogs are happier because there's more windows, there's more lighting. It's a bigger space for them, so they're less anxious. So I think buying a home was probably one of the best decisions um, that me and my wife could make, especially at um, our age. I, I can probably say that with our age that we're happy that we it was early for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I talk to people about this all the time, that when you get – people will always say, I have these big life events – you know, you guys got man- married in January, <clears throat> you know, and, and a few months later, here you are. And it was funny. Oh, my gosh. Just this morning, speaking of me doing my emails, uh, I was emailing somebody who who I the note said she gets home from her honeymoon, uh, you know, this weekend or last <clears throat> weekend. So I emailed her today and she's like, we're home. We're ready. Let's rock. I was like, OK, cool. <laughs> love that. I love that. That's, but that's, that's such a great point that. Yeah, you're you're paying more than what you were paying, but a home can offer so many intangibles that you walk through it and you get excited about the light, the yard, mm-hmm. the, the extra space. Oh but, yeah. But boy, when you when you get to come home to it every day and live in it, mm-hmm. you realize, I mean, it, it, heck, people, I had a guy last time say, "Oh, it's great. I got to uh, it made financial sense for us because we were paying more, but I got to stop the storage unit payment. <clears throat> and for you guys, it's like, oh, cool. Well, we're young, but now we can stop our therapy payments because we're super happy in our house. You know, <laughs> if, exactly, yeah. it, it's a mental health thing. It, you know, it definitely, it definitely is um, a mental health thing. And mental health is, you know, is also part of your health, especially as I see that a lot in healthcare provider, as a healthcare provider. Being in an environment that makes you happy is just, makes a good makes a happy brain so this was such a really such a really nice you know spot for us and me, me and my wife um and now we have now we get to do more things together because now we're doing little projects of the house now we get to paint one well, you know the rooms try to build something um fix up the garage um we put in a, a water filter we never million years i've think to buy like a water filter like um and have that installed by somebody. So it's, it's, it's nice. You get more time with your significant other to do little projects that you guys want. Cause it's your house. You can do whatever you want. Right. Yep. Yep. So. That, that ends up being such a big thing for, for my listeners. I've, I've, I try not to feel as an old Gen Xer uh, that <laughs> there's a big difference between me, but man, the, the younger generation, it's so exciting the the ownership and the pride mm-hmm. it's it's different like in the old days it was like all the old men outside mowing their lawns together i'm not saying that people don't dig their front lawns now but mm-hmm. it's it's more about ooh all the inside stuff that you can see every mm-hmm. day you know that you're looking yeah. at yeah. Har- harping on that i bought a lawnmower and uh oh and a trimmer so yeah man, i i i was like should we pay someone in our lawn because our backyard's pretty big and our front yard it's pretty big. It's like, nah, I, I want to take the pride in doing my own lawn, doing our lawn. And I'll, I'll do the work. I'm still, we're still young. I'm like, let me do it. Let's at least have that, 
responsibility and self of pride to do our own garden and our front yard and backyard. So um, buying a house, man, has a lot of responsibilities. So let me tell you that afterwards, though, you have a lot of things to take care of afterwards. But it, that comes with a price and it's all a learning experience. And I think it's, it's I, I still think it's a great one. I, I hope that still doesn't steer you away from buying a house. You know, I, it, I do talk to people about this and yes, there is responsibility behind it, but it's an avalanche. Mm-hmm. It's at the beginning. It's, yeah. it's how do I buy a lawnmower? How do I buy a trimmer? Oh, wait, how do I take care of the bushes? Um, mm-hmm. It's insurance. It's filling all that out. It's figuring out your warranty. But then yeah. you get in a groove yeah. and, and it's a little easier. But you are the second person in two weeks that has been stoked about mowing his lawn. Uh, I had an interview. Yeah. I love that. And I just want you to know, uh, I, I am, I'm going to try to figure out when I'm there in town, uh, I'm going to bring my video crew with me because Mm -hmm. I had such an image in my head, the perfect young homeowner, uh, uh, commercial is you two after a long day in your scrubs doing a painting project fixing up your house and making it your own it's like i can i can see it in my head for like you know some some online lender trying to sell it to people i could totally see you guys man (laughs) we love that man that's (laughs) amazing okay good well uh that's a that's a perfect reason for me to come there i'm always looking for excuses to get to the get to big texas so yeah come down (laughs) well I, I can tell you on behalf of uh, all the the people that, that come through your ER, um, I'm really glad that I started this little podcast because now you're going to be in a better mental state and be able to help more people. And that's a pretty yeah. cool thing, man. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, this is very exciting. And uh, again, um, I thank you on behalf of the listeners. We have a lot of people in medical field that um, I hope that they they can hear and understand that uh, a student loan is not a burden. It actually, it actually can be a stepping stone for you because most of the time, if you have a big student loan in the medical field, you've got pretty good income and steady because mm-hmm. yeah, you're needed. Right. Yeah. And that's what you found out when you went through the process mm-hmm. um, that you were good to go. Yep. Anybody could do it. Um, you just gotta, you have to be willing to put in the work as well and go out there and take a risk. Um, but it's all doable. Like all David's podcast lines up, he'll push you to the right direction. He will lead you to the right people. Even, even though like I'm in Texas and in in a suburban place in Texas, he found someone to help me and Debbie was really great. So it's been a fun, it's been a fun four years finding all the unicorns Mm -hmm. to be able to find the right people to help someone like you, because I I've known her for a long time. Yeah. And I know there that there are people out there that can help you understand because you it it shouldn't feel like the like the scary situation a lot of people make it into. A lot of people will, mm-hmm. will get overwhelmed with it. And yeah. so I'm glad I'm glad you're I'm glad you're an audio person. You're yeah. you're exactly my demographic, bro. Yeah. yeah That's I'm, awesome. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> now but, uh, here's here's the big question. Yeah. Do you like the dumb dad jokes or did you cringe a little bit? Uh, I mean, I, I'm the one who may be doing the 
saying the dumb dad joke, so I'm all for it. Oh, okay. I was I wasn't sure the way you started that sentence. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh. I chuckle. I chuckle. I'm, Okay, good. Good, good. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, and thank you so much. And um, our listeners appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. See you, Jeremiah. That was such a great interview. And afterwards, I got a chance to uh, to meet Jeremiah's wife. He grabbed the computer. It was good to talk to her since apparently she was the decision maker and everything that they did. Uh, that was a great interview. I took my little notes and I'm just I just pressed record immediately. Um I think that for everybody out there who uh, has big student loans, whether um, you're looking to go into uh, the medical field or the legal field, or you know those of you who are doing extra schooling, whether it's for to work in the finance arena, there are so many people that think that those loans are going to hold them back. I do not say you can do this because I think everybody should buy a home when they're 23 years old. I don't even think everybody should buy a home when you're 28 years old. Um, but you know, Jeremiah and his wife are young, but they rented three different times. Now, by the time they got to this third place, they figured out that they were in a position that maybe they didn't have to rent anymore. And all it took was asking the question and trying to figure out, well, what would it be if we talked to a professional? So by getting that unicorn team, one of my favorites there in Texas, Debbie hooked them up. She was able to walk them through the process and have them realize that, hey, if this builder is going to get you this perfect home, which, by the way, was not the first home, very important part of that. Uh, but by being educated and understanding the process and then putting themselves in a position to trust someone who they had verified, I'm totally down, trust and verify. Well, like Jeremiah said, before the podcast, they were scared. This is normal. This is nothing to feel weird about, nothing to feel embarrassed about. They had an opportunity to look at what was going to be for them if they were going to be purchasing a home, even though their prices uh, or their monthly payment was going to be going up significantly. Even that wasn't enough to stop them to uh, cut their lease short early. I'm so excited about it. I can't even use the words. They cut their lease by almost 12 months early. And one of the biggest things they figured out was that, that that huge, heavy, scary student loan, it's not the gross. It's not the total. It's just your monthly payment. And that's a real important part that everybody needs to understand when they're trying to put together what we call your DTI, your debt to income ratio. It's not your total debt. It's your monthly debt. The way the lenders look at your ability to purchase a home is how much money do you bring in every month and then how much money do you have to pay out every month? You are not required on a $100,000 loan to pay out $10,000 a month. And you're not required to pay out sometimes $1,500 a month, maybe even not even $1,000 a month. Sometimes with student loans, your payment might be just the same as if you had a $10,000 credit card. So understanding that once Jeremiah and his wife got past that fear, they realized that this could be the last time they wanted to rent. That was their goal when they got into the place, the last time they wanted to rent. And Jeremiah was very nice and said that uh, he started listening to the podcast, um, found me on Spotify there because I'm one of the, the only people out here talking just to you first time homebuyers. And 
by being able to understand that this process was not as scary as he thought, then you could take the next step. Now, I'm not saying that they even needed to buy immediately, but for them, once they did the math, it worked out for them. And I thought it was important also that he talked about the fact that things move quickly. So you really should take your time, listen and prepare yourself. And I will tell people all the time, it's okay if you talk to a realtor and a lender early, as long as they're unicorns and they want to talk to you. They're not going to blow you off. They're not going to brush you off. They will work for free for you. But check with them on the timelines before you start getting ahead of yourself and say, let's write a contract. Make sure that you have the, the conversation with them to understand that once you start the contract, things move fast. So, and I think Jeremiah can handle that because he's uh, in the ER. So, like you said, things move really quickly where he works. And I think probably one of my favorite parts of that interview was understanding we all assume that when we buy a home, there's going to be some pride. Uh, but what I'm finding the more and more of these interviews that I do with all my homies out there who found the podcast and got themselves a unicorn is that you end up finding different kinds of pride that you weren't expecting. Mowing your own lawn. Again, that's a repeat on the interviews here. Another person who loves mowing their lawn. But because... Jeremiah's in the medical field. He was so acute, uh, acutely aware, I should say, of the mental health aspects of home ownership. Silly little things. Apartments are usually smaller windows. Uh, homes and condos, especially the new builds, there's going to be big old windows and lots of light. Uh, now, my 13-year-old daughter prefers to live in the bat cave of her own dark room. She's not goth, but she's got goth tendencies. Uh, a little emo, as she likes to say. But that light, man, that can really open things up for you and your general well-being and your happiness. Uh, not to mention the fact that, uh, like Jeremiah said, the dogs, the dogs make him happier. <laughs> and the dogs are happier where they are running around. And uh, I do think that that someday I will go out there and I, I really want to see a picture of them painting in their scrubs, take a little video commercial of them, uh, I'm so excited for them and um, I'm excited for you because you're here and this is the end of the podcast. So that means you're putting in the work. You're serious or you are a sick glutton for punishment. Um, but if you're here, then those steps are out there and the constant repetitive theme from every one of these interviews that I do is that once they started to ask the questions, it's not easy but it can be simple. It takes work, but it's not as much work as most people thought it was. It is a big giant step, but they found that it's much more attainable, more attainable even than most people believe. Now, you might be in a situation where you're excited about it and you find out, oh, this isn't attainable right now and you need to take a year to plan. Or you might find out like they did, oh, this is too scary. And like he said, we're really, he said, you know, we're really young, but he found out not only was it attainable, but it was attainable for his wife to walk into a beautiful model home, say, this is the one I want to get that loan approval and to be able to buy the perfect dream home, something they wouldn't have known just five months ago. So I'm happy to be here on the mic and uh, drop my truth bombs so I can help Jeremiah and his wife and people like them find this out. 
So start your journey today. Maybe you'll find out it's going to take you two or three years. Or maybe you'll find out that all those things that you thought were scary are not. How to buy a home.com. Ask me a question. Apparently now for the rest of my life, I have to return all these emails. So uh, go ahead and go to ask David uh, or ask a question at howtobuyahome.com. Look, I don't care when you do this. I don't care who you do this with. I just want you to do this. You can do this.